bit of relief here this morning as bonds rally big. But last night we had some big selling. We touched 4% in the 10-year yield, came right back down, and stocks found their legs. Chris O'Keefe joins us from Logan Capital Management, Managing Director and Lead Portfolio Manager. Chris, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm seeing a little bit of change of tone this morning. Bank of England seeming to have maybe some second thoughts about what they're doing. Pretty interesting headline. Do you think it changes anything? You know, it is interesting that they went about and and did what they did and, and changed that strategy towards uh, you know, tax cutting and and um, but you know right now the dollar is just so strong. You know, you, you can see that that's just going to be a problem for them. The pound is getting hammered, even as they talk about buying bonds. Uh, dollar still elevated this morning. What's the uh, framework we should be using uh, for how the dollar impacts us as investors, as a stock picker, as an investor? What does it mean to you? You know, it really all goes back to what the Fed's doing, right? I mean, so the Fed has to, is, just, is you know, Powell is just so determined here to raise interest rates, and the rest of the world is, is sort of playing catch up. Um, it, you know, the, the dollar in in particular, obviously, is is causing ramifications around the world, you know, globally. If you think about the fact that um, you know, oil is priced in dollars as well. And so that's making oil you know, more, you know, again, has the energy crisis going on, it's making it more expensive for everybody else. But I think, again, if you, if you go back to what Powell is doing and, and rising interest rates, um, that's, that's having the biggest impact, I think, on, on the market today, at least in, in U.S. equities, for sure. Is there, I, I've, at least from my studies or training, I can't recall a time when a central bank is hiking rates and then they had to start buying bonds again. I mean, uh, it's kind of a mess. It's kind of discouraging, maybe. Uh, and as my colleague Ben just mentioned, it starts getting us to wonder what could possibly happen here that isn't part of the playbook. Uh, but to your point, so far, the Fed has been pretty resolute. Hard mm -hmm. to see them doing anything like this? Yeah, no, I mean, I think they're going to stay um, very firm in, in what they've said they're going to do. And, and from our, our perspective, if you think about um, what the Fed wants, it wants to raise rates, it wants to get inflation down. But I actually think that you know the messaging is actually going to be stronger than the actual action itself. You know, they're, they're going to try to stay on that message and try to get people to you know, think about the fact that rates are going up. We need to slow things down, and um, you, know, you know, get things sort of back to that that two percent you know inflation level that they want. So so yeah. Does that um, uh, continue to cause damage, or can markets? come to terms with what they're doing. Is there a moment where we'll see that this hiking regime has been priced in, as traders like to say, or um, it, does it not work like that when it comes to removing liquidity from the system? You know, Oliver, I'm, I'm actually, here at Logan, we're actually pretty optimistic. You know, we think, uh, if you look at, you know, where the market's come so far this year, I mean, we're down over 20%. Um, Valuation is looking, looking more attractive um, we're heading into to earnings season right now, and I think that earnings are going to be pretty, pretty much in line. All of the action that the Fed's taking right now, um, it hasn't really had that big of an impact, you know, at least on you know, on jobs and, and consumer sentiment. Um, hopefully, it is having an impact on, on inflation. So when I look at some of the opportunities I see out there, um, I'm actually pretty pretty optimistic. I mean, you've got names like really high quality names like like Microsoft that sold off almost 30 percent and. And you've got Nike, you know, down over forty percent. And Nike reports tomorrow. You know, we'll see what they have to say. But so we're actually pretty optimistic that we might have a short-term rally here, 
um, within sort of a bottoming process. Mm. I saw an amazing stat yesterday uh, from a Bloomberg writer that took all the bear markets since 1957 and looked at the valuation at the low for that bear market. And the average was 12.6. Today we're at 17.9 on the trailing PE. This would be the highest valuation that a bear market bottoms out at if this is the bottom. Pretty crazy stat, right? It is, but but you know, interest rates are still very low, right? And and their objective is to get to maybe four, four and a half um, on Fed funds, and um, so and then you have that. Plus, you have the economy today is just so much more efficient than it was you know, back, in, you know, historically. Um, and just think about you know, what's happening with the cloud and and you know, all that, uh, you know, and all that cost savings and just making life a lot better for us in that sense. So um, we are concerned about the longer term, you know, growth rate of the economy. We don't think it's going to be, you know, three and four percent. So um, that would argue for potentially, you know, a, a lower PE, and, and maybe also again with with interest rates going up, it might argue for a lower PE. But um, but no, I think actually today uh, current valuation is looking more attractive. And if you look at the quality and, and growth within some of these names um, that have come down this year, for earnings, uh, where do you where are you looking that? Um... Uh, you want to see improvement. So walk me through some more of that shopping list. You mentioned Microsoft, mentioned Nike. Is there a thematic uh, uh, overlap between the stocks that you like right now, sectors that you prefer? Yeah, you know, sectors that we prefer. Um, so, you know, in this environment, you kind of want to have, you know, names that are going to be durable, that, that have shown good, consistent earnings growth uh, over time names that can really power through in, in this difficult environment. And so, you know, one of the areas of the market that we're overweight is, is healthcare. And healthcare now, you know, it's, it's you know, they're spending, we spend about $4 trillion a year in the U.S. on, on healthcare. It's almost, you know, 20% or around 20% of GDP, and that's been growing. And we think that's going to continue to grow uh, throughout time uh, as, as this population ages. And, and we're seeing good value uh, within the healthcare sector, too. Um, and, and you can be somewhat diversified also within healthcare. I mean, you've got pharmaceuticals, but, but, but you also can have you know, some of the device companies uh, or, or, you know, medical uh, technology companies like, like an Agilent, you know, where, where it gives you some kind of also some, where you have that good consistent growth, you can also have some cyclicality in there as well. So that's the name that we like um, here at Logan. Okay, perfect. Love the specifics. Helpful for us, Chris. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Chris O'Keefe, Managing Director and lead portfolio manager at Logan Capital Management, an optimistic and hopeful take here on an optimistic and hopeful morning.